from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Wave Race is out for Nintendo Switch. I found a new way to torture myself with golf, and our wishes have been granted. It's Christmas in August! We did it! Gimmick is coming to the Switch! Lots of enthusiasm this week. Oh, yeah. Big week. I think that uh, by now we should just like automatically say that all of us got bingos for our bingo cards because yeah. of the never-ending E3, <laughs> which uh, E3 is continuing to go on because there's actually a Treehouse event tomorrow happening with Nintendo, so they never stopped on the on that E3 stuff. So I actually thought it was... I've been all real confused on the dates. I thought it was Wednesday, but it's Thursday. So, you know, whatever they show of Splatoon 1, I, mean, I, I know 1, not 1, uh, Splatoon single player is what I meant, 1 player. Uh, hopefully don't, they don't show anything crazy about that because we'll, we're recording before that and we'll post it after. So if we miss something, then sorry. We'll talk about it next week. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Why, Shiver? Why, Johnson? I'm Jeremy Cold-Ass Island Mikowski. And I'm John Sunsoft Advisor Knitter. Yeah, John is the Sunsoft advisor. I mentioned it at the very top here about how our all of our bingo cards, we should all have bingos, especially John, because, you know, we, we talked about the Sunsoft, what is it, Sunsoft Returns? Is that what it was officially mm-hmm. called, the Direct? The Sunsoft Returns, yep. Yeah, Sunsoft Returns was Direct. Uh, it happened, you know, after after we recorded. It was only like 10 minutes long or something. It was like real, yeah. it was real short. And it had a really weird, uh, had like a, virtual host or something that was really strange yeah. that i found really off-putting actually it was kind of hard for me to sit through it even though it was only 10 minutes long and i watched a lot of these it was very odd and uh it seemed like like they didn't have somebody who was fluent in english check the script because like both the, the what he was saying and and what was on the screen was like riddled with grammatical errors and didn't sound right kind of weird like the announcements even were all spelled wrong like when they said a thing and and uh, I, I and I had it on on subtitled by accident, and those subtitles were spelled wrong. But I thought that was just because of you know YouTube's like randomly how it kind of generates stuff. I figured it was just the generated subtitles, but also the titles on the screen were were wrong. So, but regardless, but who cares? Gimmick is coming. Gimmick slash Mister Gimmick coming to Nintendo Switch now. We talked about it way too many times. John has been carrying the flag for gimmick for so long, so. Yeah, I you think this is my him. most left field, my most left field direct wish that came true. Most left field direct prediction. Yeah, it almost feels like you did it because I, you actually did, did take some action. You didn't it just did. throw it out into the ether. That's true. Yes, I, uh, it was like two months ago. I wrote to, uh, an email just out of just wanting it to happen. I, I wrote an email to Sunsoft <laughs> asking the, them to please put gimmick on on the switch. 
And so they did. And so this week I wrote a thank you email back to them. <laughs> Thanks for answering our uh, our request. Yeah, you should you should yeah. read that. I said thank you for putting gimmick on modern consoles as requested, including Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I look forward to millions more players finally enjoying this absolute masterpiece. Your attention on this matter is greatly appreciated. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, what a what a crazy fucking thing. Uh, yeah, Miss Mr. Gimmick coming coming, uh, coming to Switch in winter. winter. Winter is what they're saying. It's like they don't have to mm-hmm. do that much to it. They just got to really add, need add to go a rewind to, on there. Right? Go into <laughs> politics, John, because you can like speak things in existence and take credit for them. That's right. <laughs> Next, uh, student loan forgiveness for everybody. Nice. But all of healthcare. It. Boom. But all of it this time. Yeah, but for now, we're getting Gimmick on the Switch this winter with a special edition. Going to have rewind and all that good stuff, and who knows what else in there. Um, I, I would have been happy with just the plain game, just released as is, just the ROM. Dump it on the Switch. That would have been great for me. But they're giving it a special edition, and I appreciate that. We're also getting the soundtrack coming in November, released on vinyl and cassette. Yeah. I don't understand the whole cassette thing. Like, that's that's just like a pure nostalgia thing, right? Because, cause, you know, Jess and I were talking about this. You know, vinyl, like, actually, like, sounds good. Like when you get it, right. you get it because it's a quality way of playing music, but tapes sound like shit. Like even if they're new recordings, they don't, don't sound know. great. So it's like, it's like, gotta be, it's gotta be like a full nostalgia thing that you actually want to listen to something on a Walkman. Like it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it, it doesn't sound like it's great as like an album does, you know? At best by the time you get it on cassette, you know, there may have been a great sounding recording somewhere up the line, probably the masters or whatever on the, the real, the real, but by the time it gets reproduced onto the cassette tape you're playing on whatever your stereo is, yeah, there's a lot of loss and quality, I think. Uh, it's it's entirely a, just like vinyls, I mean, yeah, the arguments there that vinyls sound really great, and I agree mm-hmm. with it, but it's the fact that music is not a tangible thing anymore, and you're not going out to buy music anymore, so right. when you really like something, it's nice to be able to hold it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And a cassette right. tape is really cool, and it looks cool. You can shake it around; it makes little shaky sounds, and you can put a pencil in it and spin it around like it's a yep. little fidget toy. <laughs> you could do yeah. that. They don't put it out on CD though. You can get it you stuck know, in your like. like there's CD, no reason CD for CDs. Have yeah, it'll be back. I mean, it already kind of is. Well, in some regards. I mean, not here, but CDs are still huge in Japan. Like, mm. ja- like Japan, they they don't list, they don't release video game music on record there. They re- they release video game music on CDs still, so like if you see like a deluxe version of a game that has a soundtrack on there, you're getting it on a CD. It's not coming on an album, which is unfortunate because some of those soundtracks would be great on records. But it's just not a thing. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be that much of a thing in Japan. I mean, Jess and I we did go to a record store there, but it was like I don't know. They didn't have any video game music there. It was kind of like it was like you know, and there was a bar in there too. It's interesting. But it seemed like very much a niche thing there, you know, versus like the giant CD places that we went to, like Tower Records and stuff like that. I'm definitely Most getting the soundtrack. I don't have a record player, but I'll, I'll get the digital version because the soundtrack is just, it's, yeah, for keeps. I thought about getting the record. Actually, most most records come with digital, with a digital copy. Like pretty much every video game record that I've gotten has come with a code. So you can just automatically. So if you want the artwork of the record, you can get the record and then just put the yeah, code in, and then you'll and then you'll have the the songs. Because every every other video game ones that I've got has come with the digital code. So so you get both versions of it in case you you know 
aren't able to listen to the record as soon or, or you want to pl- listen to the record and listen to it on your iPhone or whatever, you can do that. Well, I'm glad this game is finally coming out. Hopefully it'll be, you know, 15, 20 bucks, but whatever the price is, I'm paying it. I'm getting this game day one. I don't see um, it. Yeah, I don't see it being any. Well, I don't know. I, it would be weird if it was like $30, even though I, I know, whatever, whatever they did. They're not doing that much to it is what I'm saying. Right. But regardless, yeah, I'll get it. Uh, and like I said, I, I might get the soundtrack too, because it is a good soundtrack. Um, I mean, I listened to it from, uh, you know, expansion pack episode we did way back when, where we uh, talked about soundtracks to obscure games and all that. And that was on there. So I already have multiple versions of it downloaded on my computer. Now, which soundtrack will it be? I remember there were different ones. There was the NES one, but isn't there like a Red Book one or something? It's a Famicom one. The Famicom. Oh, yes, because Famicom has, has better. To it. Yeah, yeah. Has, has better audio. Yeah. Forgot about that because, right. yeah. So, yeah, which one will we get? Well, I guess it wasn't released here, but it was released in some places, right? It was released in Scandinavia. Was it released in America yeah, in officially ever? Gimmick? Was it, was it released ever? officially in Japan and in Scandinavia. But not in America. Not in America or anywhere else. Hmm. Yep. Until now. But yeah, hooray for that. Very excited. So for me, on my list of, of games that, like, I just dream games to come to Switch, now it's just down to Chibi Robo. Yeah. Then I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, I doubted Gimmick, so I guess I shouldn't doubt Chibi Robo because there's still a possibility of that. There are only two other games on this. Iki Unite, which we did talk about last week because it was already announced before the thing happened. Uh, it's like a yeah, co-op game, PC thing. Um, but uh, Euphoria, I actually have that game on my Wii because it, it was on the Wii. The Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. No, I just on the regular on... Wii. On, on the oh, on the okay. virtual console. That's one where you like switch between different characters that have different yeah. abilities, right? Yeah, and it's mm. cool. I played it for a while. It was one of those things that's like, oh, the Wii Shop is going under. I better buy things that I can't get anywhere else. Here's a game that's real obscure that would be really expensive. I think I bought that. So I did. I think I bought that at the same time. I did buy that game, and it's cool. It's got a decent soundtrack and all that. I kind of forgot about it, but I do already have it. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll I get it. The same again. guy who did the soundtrack for Gimmick. Yeah. Um, and there's a soundtrack for that, but didn't is doesn't the soundtrack also have? Because they mentioned that there was um there was a two pack, and I think it's this one. It's Euphoria and Journey to Silius, which I did mention last week as well. So there you go. So that's there was a double one on that. Maybe there wasn't enough uh, songs for Euphoria or something. They had to put them together. But Journey to Silius has a really good really good soundtrack. So that's cool. And it's already on the Nintendo Switch Online, so you can play it there if you have if you have the um, whatever if you have the uh, subscription, you can you can do it now and play that. So yeah, that's that's what happened in between. Thanks if you like gimmick or you want to play gimmick, just uh, thank John. And I guess you added a whole bunch of stuff. Do you want to talk about all this extra gimmick stuff that you added on here? Uh, yeah, there's some extra footage out there if you want to watch some footage of the of the uh, of gimmick uh, special edition. Uh, from Gamatsu, you can look that up on on YouTube. So, I, I pretty much just spent the week looking at all the gimmick stuff that I could, listening to the soundtrack over and over again. Uh, I found uh, the official website so you can check out. That's uh, coming from Bitwave Games. It's the guys who are, who are doing the the, uh, the the special edition, and so they have a whole website up for it. And then they also put out a press release, which I can, which I, I linked to on the on our our Slack here. Um, and it goes straight to Google Drive, so I guess you get like you can get the press release off of Google Drive if you want to. And I did, so I did. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm I'm just like, ooh, what next? What other like wild prediction could I make that I could speak it into existence? I don't know. <laughs> I, I really never thought gimmick would happen, but here it is, and I'm I'm pleased. I mean, if Sunsoft's making a comeback, it kind of makes sense for them to be on there because it's not a licensed thing, so they could put mm-hmm. it out. You know, I don't know who owns it or whatever. I mean, it's you know. I would. I should have thought that that would be. I mean, you're obviously going to see that more than you see it than you see a Batman game, you know, or the right. or the Batman game for NES. I'm excited for you guys to try it because you know I just think this game is amazing. And, I, uh, I'll I will, hear your thoughts on it. I will definitely try it whenever it comes out. Same. Well, why don't we start off our show like we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. <laughs> so everybody played Wave Race 64, right? Yep. Yes. Maximum power. So uh I did one I did one over that. I played Wave I played Wave Race 64 and I also played Wave Race Blue Storm on GameCube. So I did both. I, I jumped into both of them. And uh I, I don't I, you can there's arguments for both of them I guess on which one's better. I think Wave Race Blue Storm actually has more to do in it. It may, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more forgiving because you can actually do uh you can actually do speed boosts in that now. You know, so it will kind of help you try to win, even though it's hard as fuck. Like, uh, I could not, like, I beat, like, the first two things, but that third one, like, I just could not. Same with, like, Wave Race. Like, I did I did the regular, I did the easy, and the, or I did the normal and the hard, but the expert, I just, I can't even get, like, third place on that on that first race on expert. But it does, it does look really good. Like, I felt like it ran really well, like Wave Race 64 did on uh, on switch and yeah they made it look really smooth those waves look uh really cool and they're just as annoying as they as they normally are because <laughs> you're, yeah. you're you're trying to do the race but you also got to fight the waves at the same time which you don't know which way they're going to go it's probably different every time you do it you know right and i want to say about the water it still looks good i mean obviously it's polygonal but like the movement of it and the animation of it they did some good work back in 1996 and it, it holds up i think and yeah. the physics of moving across it are really nice once you start to get a feel for it you know you're kind of skipping across the waves and it feels very nice very right insane. i was listening to I, that, I, right I was listening to nvc this week and pair was saying how you know nothing I, I agree with him nothing felt like that before as far as the water physics in a, in a water-based ra- racing game and nothing since has felt better maybe some things have matched it but i don't think anything has felt better than than wave race yeah, not not in the same way. Like aside from like Blue Storm, but I mean there hasn't really been. I mean I don't know. I don't play that many uh, uh, wave racing games or whatever. <laughs> like you know, I say it's not quite the same thing. But Hydro Thunder is the only game I can think of that's like oh yeah, got the mm-hmm. the water to contend with. I like Hydro Thunder, but but it's not. It's got nothing on wave race. Yeah, it doesn't really. The water doesn't change every race, and it's not kind of like where the wakes can affect you. And 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 wave race on GameCube, like they do extra shit to fuck with you. Like there's this one level that's like an all ice level, and when you're playing on a harder difficulty, parts of the level will start falling apart. So like these big, big pieces of ice will fall into the water and make the water go even get even crazier to try to, to try to throw you off the course. So they do stuff like that. And there's some funny stuff in the GameCube one. Like there's a code that you can do to make your manager just like treat you like shit through the whole thing. You can make it make it into like an evil manager, where where like you pick and it's like. 
and it's like oh it's like oh hey you, you want a friend get a dog you know like <laughs> or like when it were when you pick your guy it's like oh that was a poor choice and when you get turbo he's like oh you got turbo whatever you know like stuff like that where he doesn't really doesn't really try to support you he's just like keeps telling you you're gonna lose like as you go through the whole race which is pretty funny that's a fun uh side against uh you know no problem like there was that guy <laughs> it's like it's a huge problem yeah <laughs> and all that but it's funny they put they put like an anti thing in there plus uh in the in the way in the wave race gamecube one you actually you know like how you go through the gates and you'll get up to maximum power in the 64 one in the gamecube one you can actually do stunts to raise your maximum power level so if you're good enough you can do like you can build up your boost power quicker just by doing stunts while you're racing where is the in the in the 64 one doing race doing like stunts in the race really don't do anything for you Doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's, it's all just kind of like for show so i thought yeah. that was cool and and also like having you know having like an actual turbo boost that you can do really helps you to try to catch up with people plus you can like le- they kind of almost made it a little bit more complicated because you can like lean like you can like lean forward and like lean like left to right and stuff like that and to try to like turn quicker and stuff like that and you could say that maybe that took away from the simplicity of the of the Nintendo 64 one, but I think it's a great game and it's, uh, I, I streamed it on Twitch and I think, uh, I think if you look it up, I think I'm the only video. I think I'm the only person that has ever streamed wave race blue storm. Cause I, I tried looking it up and it said zero videos. Like, cause they even have, you know, cause they'll keep the videos up even if somebody streamed it and like kept the video on their site and like nobody played wave race at all. Blue storm, except for me. So I felt I was like, okay, nobody ever forgot about that game because no, they they never re-released it. I'm sure it's worth a little bit more because it never got re-released or whatever. But it, it's good. It's just it's hard. It's hard as fuck, just like the other one. But I I man I was able to go through the hard mode on uh, Waver 64 because I because I just like save stated through it. You know, like every well, like I would you know I'd get a decent score and then I'd save state. And then I'd go to the next one and then like, or I'd like go back to that previous race and try to get a better score and then save state and then go to the next one. Like I kind of did that to get through the end. So I did that, but I, but I just can't, the, the, the ex- expert one is just too expert. But yeah, but it's a cool game and I'm, I'm glad it's on there. There's a cool, there's a thing you can do. Um, I, I did, I tried to do the, the dolphin code, uh, the dolphin thing on the 64 one. I, I am no, I, it's too hard. Like I'm, it's way too fucking hard to do that. Like, I found it incredibly hard when I did it when I was in high school, even. So doing it now, I just can't do it. And if you're not familiar, you basically have to do all of the tricks, which I think there's like seven or eight tricks total. And you also have to go through all of the all of the uh, rings, and you also have to finish the thing like within the time limit. So it's really hard to do. Like so, you have to play that play that Dolphin Park uh, stunt mode and go through everything and do all of the stunts. And that that includes like the left to right roll and the right to left roll. So that adds like an extra one on there, but it's it yeah it's really it's really fucking tough. But I did try it a little bit, and I'm like ah there's there's no way there's no way I can do this. But on the on the GameCube one, you can just put in dolphin mode as a code, and you can just ride a dolphin. And there's and there's okay. this and there's cool there's this nice little uh, remix of the original theme, not the Mary Tyler Moore one that I played last week, but just the regular theme to Wave Race '64. There's like uh, there's like a a butt you know a butt rock uh, metal version of it and. Uh, and wave race so that's pretty cool that they do like a cover of it for when you unlock well when you unlock the dolphin quote unquote and all that but it's you know it's one of those games that uh, i always remember being great like it's it's along the same lines as like 1080 avalanche you know it's a great sequel that's forgotten and now now that we've seen wave race 64 i think it's i 100 percent say that 1080 is going to happen on 
the oh, expansion yeah, for pack. Sure. I'd be real surprised if it doesn't, but it, it's gonna it's gonna happen for sure. An interesting thing about Wave Race uh, Blue Storm is one of the characters from 1080 actually crossed over and is a racer in Blue Storm. Ricky Ricky Winterborn is on there. Remember that? Yep. So you get to play as him. He changes into Ricky Oceanborn. Mm-mm. He's still Winterborn. He's still born in the winter. He's born in the winter, but rides in the ocean in his off time. And uh, the, the Kawasaki stuff was all restored. It's all in there now. So if you play it on the Switch, all the Kawasaki advertisements are in the game. And it says it right on the title when you start it. I wonder if they had to do some dealings for that. I don't know. It was back in the Wii U version. So, I mean, they only took it out for the Wii version, for the Virtual Console one. Which I thought was cool because I thought they updated it. Because they put like DS and Wii commercials in there. Mm-hmm. Advertisements. So I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. Is there anything else you want to say about Wave Race 64? I wasn't even able to get first place on the fir- the easy first cup or whatever you want to call it. So it's it's hard, but it's fun. And I mean, I do appreciate a, another racing game to play, like especially one that's this atypical. Yeah, it's more challenging than I remember it. I, all, I came close to getting second. I did get first, but it was more challenging than I thought it, it was. It's a difficult game, yeah, for sure. I can at least play it. I can at least get that easy one or the medium, I guess, not easy. It's medium, hard, and expert are the different are the different ones. Yeah, as you're like bobbing and weaving on on your jet ski, if you get caught in sort of the the, the wrong pattern as you're going around a turn, that can really throw you off and yeah. send you out into the ocean. Pretty unique to the racing games. It's a it's it's one of those racing games where you kind of almost have to have like a perfect lap or a per- perfect like three laps especially towards the end, like if you get knocked out, like it's really hard for you to come back. Like that's why I appreciated the turbo boost and stuff like that in, in Blue Storm, even though it's still really hard to come back, even if you get knocked out on that one. But what I, what I thought was cool is like, you know, you do the medium one, you get those racetracks, and then you do hard and you get an additional track on hard. And then when you do expert, you get another track on expert. So if you want to see all of the tracks of the game, you got to play through all the difficulties, which I thought was cool. But yeah, it's been fun and playing playing a lot of that. And uh, it's, I was going to say, you got to get to the end, Jeremy, because you get to see those amazing 64 butts, which I, which I, I, I put it on Twitter, of uh, that when you, when you uh, win, it kind of like does, it goes behind and it shows them and their butts are, oh, wait, like, oh. their 64 butts are hanging out. And especially nice. uh, D, D Mariner, because he's kind of like, he's kind of like a fat guy. Stocky so he's guy. got like a, he's got like a real big butt. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like noticeably bigger than everybody else. Plus it's all like, you know, it's it's N sixty four it's N sixty four graphics, so it's like polygon character with like this butt sprite, like just like it's just a drawing of a butt crack or whatever, because they're wearing like skin tight outfits and all that, and it's kind of <laughs> I find it hilarious. I don't know. Look at my Twitter. I did I po- posted the video of the of the sixty four butts in case you forgot how amazing they looked. I, I'll let you I found it that. interesting to see their faces clearly for the first time ever because it was always on a CRT and kind of blurry. But since they upresed it, you can see all the the textures. Oh yeah, and they they do take their helmet they do take their helmets off for yeah. the uh, for the um, trophy event at the end, so you get to see them with their mask off. So you do get to see them. They're faces. all revealed to be Samus. <laughs> the uh, what's his face? Uh, D Mariner. I always thought he was uh, Dan. Was it Dan Mariner from uh, from the Dolphins? Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as I said last week, I ended up picking Curse to Golf. As I'm cursed to golf, and let me tell you, that game is hard. <laughs> it is a hard ass game. 
Uh, one 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 uh, pointer for anybody who got that game. One great thing about it is you can quit at any time and then automatically be able to restart the hole. Because if you go all the way through a hole and run out of strokes, you will get a game over and you'll start at the beginning of the whole set of, of courses. Like you won't start back at like hole two. You'll start at hole one no matter where you were. And then everything will get like uh, roguelited. Then everything will get changed. But you can, cl- you can quit at any time and then come back to whatever hole you're on at the beginning. And it's basically like it's like survival golf. Like they give you a certain amount of uh, of hits that you can do, and when you run out of hits, you die, and then you have to go back to the beginning of the of the whole thing. So that's basically how it works. And and it's kind of like a there's like a map thing where you can choose like left or right at certain parts. You you can choose to re- to 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 like go to like a regular hole or to go to like a death hole that has like more uh, uh more hazards and stuff like that in it. And there's like you can gain money and go to shops to buy cards. And cards are basically like items that you can use on the golf course. So you can buy cards that will add extra stro- extra strokes to your game, or you can use a you can use like a card to like mulligan to go back and do it again, or you can do like a practice shot where you can just kind of see where it'll go, then you won't get and you won't lose any hits for it. Or like there's even stuff where you can like have your ball like stop in in the air and go the other way. I haven't done that one yet because I haven't found a situation for it yet. But you can like hit the ball. And then pause time, like say you're going right, and then stop and then go back left. Also, you can like pause time where you stop and you just go straight down. Like if you're trying to like land it on a specific spot, there's stuff like that. There's a, there's a, there's like dynamite areas that kind of block parts of the, of the, of the golf courses. And you could use an item that will let you like explode like one TNT area instead of just like hitting it with your ball and then having it explode. You can just get rid of it and then try to do it. And there's these statues that you can destroy while you're in there that will give you additional strokes to help you try to get in the game. And that's basically what you do. You just play through the hole and try to hit enough statues and just make your way to the to the hole without losing all of your strokes. Otherwise, you'll start over again. And then it gets and then it gets restarted. Because I like I died a whole bunch of times like on the second course, and I'm like, how did anybody even beat this? But then I realized that you can just quit at any time before you run out of strokes, and then you can start over again. The same way you would in Mario Golf. But I definitely recommend it, Jeremy, if you ever want to torture yourself over a golf game, uh, play this game. It's a it's All a great right. it's a great hard ass golf game. And it's been a great uh podcast game for me too. I've actually I only heard one song from it because I've just been playing it like just listening to other stuff or editing and all that. So I had not heard any of the music. And then I and then I listened to one song because I was like, Well, I should at least hear what the music is. And I was like, Well, the music's cool, but I mean I still think it's I don't think it's going to help me. It's still it's still really really hard. But if you don't mind like a brutally hard golf game, it's pretty rad. Like I think it's interesting what they're doing with it. And you must you must eventually get to a checkpoint because there's multiple, you know, there's multiple courses that you can go to. So I mean, I it can't be like you lose at one and then you go all the way back to the beginning of the game because then it's like how the fuck would you ever beat it? So I feel like you beat maybe if you make it through the 18 holes then you can save and then because there's different worlds that you go to you know so it's not just the same thing every time but yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed the time that i played of it which is not that much because a little game called xenoblade chronicles 3 has uh has not has uh, not let go of me it has been uh holding on to me for dear life which is fine because it's a fucking badass game it's a uh, i don't know it's it's i i don't know but pokemon's gonna have to be really really good to uh to try to like take this away from me as game of the year because i love this game it's a uh, it's just one it's, i just can't stop playing it and I, it's kind of to the point where whenever i finish the game i'm gonna be sad 
because yeah. <laughs> because there won't be any more because it's so much fun to play. Um, I'm like I'm at 41 hours now, 41 hours in. I've basically been abusing the system of Xenoblade like I normally do, and just uh, do all of the side missions before I do any of the regular missions. So this this game will like tell you like what level you should be at for each uh, for each like mission that you're about to go into. And uh, the the mission, like whatever the next story mission that I'm about to go into, says that I should be level 26, and all my characters are level 50. <laughs> so it's like, oops. So I'm like twice, I'm like twice the level that I'm supposed to be to get to this story. But that's because I keep going through and doing all the other stuff. I finally, I, I found this hero that I was missing, uh, Full Metal Jaguar. That was going to be my middle name too. That was another one I thought of. But uh, full, uh, his, uh, it, oh, his name is Gray. He's like, my name is Gray. And he kind of sounds like, uh, he honestly kind of sounds like, um, what's his face? Kylo Ren a little bit. He has like the distorted voice. <laughs> He's like, my name is Gray. Like, like kind of like that muffled, distorted voice that sort of reinds me of that from episode seven. But, uh. He's like, you know, he's the he's the gun daddy. He's got like he's got two giant uh shot he's got d- two double barrel shotguns that shoot like lasers out of him and shit and it's cool. Like, you know, you know, you have the different classes that like make sense in an RPG world. Like you got the sword and shield and there's actually one really cool healer class that's kind of like a combination of like Donatello and Michelangelo. Like you got the you got the staff, but the staff breaks into nunchucks and you, you can nunchuck stuff and all that. But this guy just comes flying into it and he's just got two big giant guns. And he kind of actually looks like Shadow from uh, from Final Fantasy VI. He's got like the tattered cloak, and like you can only see like half of his face, just like one eyeball. And he's kind of got the wrap around his face, and he's real like shadowy. And he like disappears like right after you get him to join you. He's like, I'm taking off, but then you can get him to come back to you and all that. Like if you if you want him to be in the party, he'd be like, Well, I guess I can help out for this. But no, he's super cool. That was uh, that was one that I missed, and I was like, Where's the other? Where's the other fucking? Uh, hero and i happened to happen to find it while i was doing some of the other side missions and it'll be like i'll do like all the side missions i'll be like all right cool i can go to the to the next story thing and then on my way to the next story thing i'll end up running into other side missions on the way there and i'm like okay all right that's what i have to do but i i played it you know i'm i'm at a i'm at a hotel somewhere and i played it i played a good amount of it last night i wanted to br- i wanted to bring it up to 40 hours because i was at like 30 something i was like i gotta get to 40 hours before before we uh before we get on here so i did but yeah and, and also i didn't work i didn't work at all last week so it was all just like it was all full xenoblade time like any of my free time well i guess i played some other things but most of it was xenoblade because i just wanted to just jump right into it and uh my uh my nickname when i said uh why shivers why um last last week um uh, we talked about shivers being non-binary and all that and uh i guess i learned today turns out the shivers is not non-binary shivers does a she her pronouns so uh shivers identifies as female so that 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 dream got got broken i guess that was because of uh clarified specifically well i guess it was because of the one of the trailers because of the pronouns or whatever and nintendo officially said it was female but the cool thing is and i didn't even know this i actually didn't know this until i heard it on black on acts of the blood god and then i looked it up uh there's a non-binary non-binary character like in fucking Xenoblade, like one of the heroes, uh, Juniper is non-binary, and if you look at and you look them up on the Xenoblade wiki, it has it as they them pronouns and all that. And I'm like, well, shit, they were like right in front of me the whole time, and I didn't even know. I had just gotten Juniper, and Juniper's super cool. They're like a archer person that does like we can do like far away um, bow and arrow shots and all that stuff. So I was like, damn, it's already in there. So I was like, you got got to it before Shivers, but then it turns out that Shivers was a traitor to 
to begin with. I'm kidding. Shivers, Shivers is fine. I'm just like, I was like, oh, I thought it was there. And also, I kind of realized that Xenoblade Chronicles is sort of a Metroidvania because every time you get a new, uh, every time you get a new hero, you get a new ability. So like, you get a hero that lets you like climb walls, or you get a hero that'll like let you walk up steep hills, or like you get a hero that can do like another thing. Like it's all of the heroes give you like abilities to access new areas of the map. So it is kind of like Metroidvania mil- built into the RPG stuff and all that. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I still, I still got it on the, I, I still got on those British accents, but I don't, I don't mind it. It's been fun. Uh, I, I downloaded Fortnite just because I tried it. I tried playing it. I did okay. I was in like the top twenty, but I just, I just don't know. I just don't know what is what anymore in that game because it's been so long. And there's like a mm-hmm. transit system in there now. There's like a train that you can take, I guess, from one area to another, which I didn't figure out how to do it. Uh, there's like a Dragon Ball world where you just float around on clouds, like as Goku and stuff. And I'm like, what? What is? What is this game even? And I kind of just fucked around with that for a while, but then I realized there was like no point to it. So then I just played the regular game. But I don't know. It's still there if you wanna if you wanna play Fortnite. It was a uh, and the building's gone, right? Uh, yeah, there's no building. It's a uh, no build. Yeah, you just you just fight each other. You don't have to buy any build anything anymore, which that's cool. You don't have to break anything down. You just look for weapons and shoot people. And actually, I did pretty good because I didn't have to to build anything. But like you were saying uh, about like um um. What's that other game? Uh, Fall Guys. Like you were saying about Fall Guys, I do think that Fortnite's probably better to play on other systems other than the Switch. Because playing it now, I'm like, well, it, it does kind of not look great. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, versus like Xenoblade. It's like, oh, this doesn't look all right. Oh, yeah. And uh, one thing I found really interesting about Juniper and Juniper's clan and all that. Uh, when I, I'm sure I mentioned before, like in, in Xenoblade, you're basically going around a... Um, you're basically like uh, freeing all the colonies from the flame clock and all that. You're destroying the colonies and letting everybody out, which is really cool. You get to liberate all these people in Xenoblade, and I, I really appreciate that. But you get when you get to Juniper's clan, um, they basically they're just they're just trying to die. Like they're not even trying at all. Like they're just they're just gonna let their flame clock go out, and then they're just gonna die. Like because they just don't want to fight. So they're they're kind of like the depressed version of the colonies. Like they're they're like we're just gonna let our flame clock run out and uh you know you have characters called overseers there's the ones who uh, play the flute to basically let your spirit go on to the to the next life or whatever and uh, they don't even want to do that they just want their people to be buried in the ground they're like we just want to be buried in dirt like fuck overseeing we're not even going to do that shit we're just going to die we're just going to be dead so i thought that was real interesting to have that in there i love this this game is like is such a mature such a mature game as a as a nintendo um exclusive it's like just basically all about death and like uh and regret and all this stuff and and the characters say the characters say shit pretty often and they also um I don't know if I ever said this before but they've created their own cuss words basically so they can say like fuck but not fuck like they'll basically say spark or snuff or their or their two main um cuss words and spark is like fuck and snuff is like I don't know what snuff is that's probably another thing of fuck <laughs> but they'll be like this snuffing thing or like spark you you know and it's and they invented this Smurf. stuff just so they could just so they could you know say like fuck you but not really you know and it's it's cool like they um if you remember the was it the Frank Miller uh the the Dark Knight Returns they like he like invented his own cuss words in that comic book too which I thought was kind of cool like future it's like the Smurfs future cuss words everything was Smurf this and all that but yeah it's like yeah it's like it's like spark you man <laughs> I like that spark is a is a 
cuss word. Yeah, it's basically works. like fuck. Yeah, he'll see like he'll be like spark off or like you you know you sparking or like frack. You sparking snuff snuffer yep. or whatever. Yeah, snuff. Remember like snarf from Thundercats. He would say snarf. You know, yeah. you would say fuck or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, one one more thing I did, but I guess the last thing I'll talk about before we before we move on. Um, I I did a I've been playing a lot of uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet also because it's really it actually is a really fun game. It's simple, but it's fun. And once you start to get the hang of it, I've actually won I've won like five or six times now, which is kind of cool. But I streamed it the other night. I streamed it on Monday from Multiplayer Mondays, and I got a raid from uh from somebody I never heard of before called Mix and Max. They gave me like a 60-person raid or whatever in the middle of it, which is pretty rad. Um, cool. But yeah, it's, it's a fun-ass game. It's a, I, I, if, if, they made, if they made a Kirby game that was just racing, minus like the mini game and the, and the battle at the end, I would buy it. If it was just the normal racing thing and they made the levels a little bit more complicated and there were more of them, I would pay $60 for it. Cause Kirby's I think, Air Ride? Uh, I mean, Kirby's Air Ride wasn't that great. I have it actually. I bought it for GameCube. I know people liked it, but it's not. I don't know. But if they made, I'm saying if they made a racing game based on the courses that are on Kirby's Dream Buffet, and they made the course a little bit longer and added more of them and made it as a game that's just Kirby's Dream Buffet racing, I would get it because it's fun. It's a fun game to play. But yeah, it's worth it for 14 bucks. I've been, uh, I've been still fucking around with it and having a lot of fun on online. I'm gonna at least, I'm gonna go all, the, I'm gonna unlock all the things. Like there's a. There's 135 levels you can get to from playing online. And I think I'm in the 60s or something like that. Maybe 40s, I don't know. But I but I'm I'll stick I'll stick to it and see all the stuff you can unlock. You get really you basically get to turn Kirby into all the other Kirby characters through uh through costumes and stuff like that and you get a you get treats as they're called. I think I called them sweets last last week. But they're basically, you know, little pictures and stuff that you can use as your starting point. So, and there's all these really, really cool, like pixelated 16 bit, uh, 8 bit pictures of Kirby that you can use, like even like black and white Game Boy ones and stuff like that. And yeah, it's cool. Uh, one of my favorite ones for a long time was, of course, uh, Meta Knight. Once I got Meta Knight and actually was able to get the little beady yellow eyes, I was having a lot of fun with that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. Well, this week, other than playing uh, Wave Race, I also played a few other things on the the uh, Switch, and the reason why, well, other than Pokemon Stadium being one of my favorite games, which by the way is my beat of the week, I uh, played through the hard mode, the hard story mode on Pokemon Stadium, and it was actually kind of challenging towards the end. Did you use uh? Did you did you put any of your Pokemon in there? Or did you just use the ones that are on the cart? What did I say? Stadium. I meant uh. Puzzle League. Puzzle League. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, Stadium. You you, you, you bust, busted out the old sixty four and and no, brought your I do, I do actually from, own it. Yeah, because that that game actually is really hard. And even uh, I had uploaded, I had basically, I had leveled up my Pokemon to one hundred and fifty, and I still got my ass beat in hard mode. So you know, yeah, but I tried that game for the first time this week. Oh, uh, uh, Puzzle League. Yep. Oh, Puzzle League's good. It's it's a good game. Did so it's so good. you so you played the That's you played the uh, the versus mode. Yeah, uh, I, me. Oh, well, either of you. I was, I, I was. I just played. It's going to be a tutorial. Oh, okay, play the, uh, the first levels were. Play the line clear one because uh, if you get far enough in line clear, you'll get to the 3D mode. That's like a cylinder, which I think is really cool. And and the versus mode is great too. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to play on that game. Which I have, I I didn't realize you had to unlock that, but I have not unlocked that yet. But I will. 
Um, I just wanted to get credits, you know, I just wanted to get credits on it. And sure. it's been so long since I played through it. It's still fun. Um, the, the, the voice samples are really annoying. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> they always are in any of these games. <laughs> Work harder, young one. It's, it's, it's just like, yeah, I said before. Can't win them all. Yeah, all the stuff that the trainers say, they just say it too often. You can't win them all. Yeah, yeah it's over and over. And then like wheezing is like, wheezy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was still kind of a novelty at that point. Well, they yeah, back in two thousand or whatever year, whatever year it was. I mean, well, well, Tetris Attack had like you know they would make noises whenever you got a combo, but it wasn't like speech. It was like you know, it was like some like really funny noise that they did, and it was cute and it wasn't annoying. There but, was a but this one the, I, the plant said baby. There was a little speech. Oh, okay, baby. But but this one like because they're like talking like it and hocus pocus yeah it would always drive me crazy yeah like I said especially Ash like, like way to go but uh, earlier I said I uh, it was Christmas in July or Christmas July Christmas in August because um, Sean his brother and his husband got me a disc replay card for Christmas Thanks. and I keep going back there every like month or so and haven't found anything I wanted to buy so I was. Uh, out on that side of town yesterday and decided I was going to go check it out and finally found something I wanted to buy. It was t- Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. And I finally got it because I don't know if I'd ever said it on the show, but my goal was I wanted to buy that game when it was $20 or less, but I wanted to buy it for the Switch. And of oh, course, yeah. it's never going to go down to that price on the um, eShop. 40 but, bucks. 40 bucks is how low it'll go digitally because yeah. Nintendo. But I actually ended up with the, with the card. I only had to spend uh, fifteen of my own dollars to get it. So it was thirty five to get it physical, used at discrete play. And so I finally own it, and I love it. It's fun. It's really hard. It one's like, hard too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, don't don't like think that people were just are no no good at it. It's hard. And um, and you got funky one thing mode I, even. Yeah, I did, I'm not playing with that, but um, one thing that I'm having a hard time with is remembering to grab the vines because that was always automatic before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I literally just keep jumping down pits at times because I'll forget I need to press the button to grab the vines. So there's so many extra controls and so many different kind of special moves and stuff that it can be a little confusing at first, but once you start to, once it starts to, um, your head wraps around it. It's fun. And each level so far has been very different from the last level. So they're keeping everything. It's got that like a uh, new Mario bros feel where each level kind of has its own little gimmick or something that makes it stand out thus far. I'm having a really good time with it. And Shauna loves watching me play it because she loves the Donkey Kong country games and it's, she's it's, commenting on how good it looks and how well designed it is as far as the platforming and stuff and the, the action sequences and stuff. There's Super a, solid game. There, there's this one level, like in this, I think it's in the second level set, where you're like on these trees, and there's just like this whole crazy story that happens. And towards the end, the trees are like dancing for you, and you're like jumping on them and all that. And it is just insane. Like it's a. I don't think I've made it to that level yet. That it was like my favorite level of the whole game because it just keeps because it changes so much. I remember Donkey doing a thing, and I totally agree with him, talking about like how much better of a game. Uh, the Donkey Kong Tropical Freezes versus any of the new Super Mario Brothers. Because he basically showed three different levels of Super Mario Brothers versus one level 
of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and how one level has three different complete parts to it that are better than three separate levels of another game. And it's I really that, like, yeah. um, cause if you remember like the old games, like there's a lot of variety, particularly... like even in one level, there's a ton of variety. Yeah. If we were playing like one of the old games, you know, the first three Donkey Kong countries, one way to know like your progress is by the K the K O N G like, okay, well I'm mm-hmm. about the halfway point. Then of course, you'll get a, oftentimes you'll get a midpoint barrel or whatever, but at this, there'll be multiple barrels because it is like, there's three to four distinct sections of each level. And sometimes I'm just like, wait, I'm, I'll kind of like zone out and realize, wait, I'm still playing the same level. Like these levels are huge and there's a lot of, and they vary a lot too. They vary a lot. Yeah. They're like I said, each level seems very different than the last. And there's a lot of, um, not only are you seeing cool stuff, already there but the level will literally change around you sometimes and certain environmental things will change around you and there's one point you know it's just complete chaos but you're there's a minecart level where at one point you're fall you're like landing on pieces of minecart that are flying through the air and they're falling and you got to jump onto another piece as it's falling and you're and it's it's really intense and it took me a few tries but um you know early on i was like man i just keep getting extra lives i was up to like 30 something lives and i'm like i don't know why everyone says this game's hard and then you get to right at the <laughs> beginning of the second set of levels i started losing lives more than quickly than i was gaining them and i'm still in the 20s now but i think i'm only on like sixth or seventh stage in the second set of levels and it's a great game it looks great the music's great super bright and colorful and fun and and just exactly what i kind of need right now to to get out of all these hyper realistic games i've been playing or you know, at least stylistically, they're trying to look realistic. Get get a, get uh, away from that uh, fire king, that fire giant that keeps knocking you down. I hate that fire giant so much that I started the game all over again, and I'm gonna probably get to him again pretty soon. <laughs> and so it's gonna be all 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 back to, to uh, square one. But you know, in that game, I've been I actually just started using um not a walkthrough, but I I have like. I'll just look at a list of locations to make sure I've got them all kind of like a checklist. And that's made that game a lot more fun. Um, just being a, not exactly a completionist, but like the closest I can be without starting it over again. Cause I've already fucked some stuff up. But um, the other thing I bought with my, uh, <laughs> the other thing I bought with my disc replay card, which I guess I was already there. So maybe I just bought this with my own money, but I bought Skyrim on, uh, on the PS4. Wow. I got the special edition. He's <laughs> shaking his head. It was like seven bucks. I I never played Skyrim. I just played Oblivion and hated it. But I mean, I, I just did. I never took you for a Skyrim fan. I'm not, but I, it was seven bucks, and it's the special edition that has all the all the extra content added, and you can you could put mods on it too. Like, there's just thousands and thousands of mods. That so you can created. put you can put Thomas the engine in there, Thomas the train. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm gonna have to do a little searching, but so far it's mostly game G type stuff I've discovered, like uh, level up faster or make, infinite money and stuff like that. Make the game fun. People will actually create like all new areas, or they will. There's a mod where they've actually made it consistently run at 60 frames per second. I don't know what they did, but <laughs> it's better optimized than the game that the actual studio put out. So. It's interesting how much extra shits are there, and you know, for seven bucks, I'm I'm willing to kind of mess around with it a little bit and and laugh at the uh, 
laugh at the character models and stuff because there are there's some really really ugly character models in that game. They they were ugly when they and it came out. You know they they always games bad. have always been ugly. I mean, yeah, from from what I know, the the yeah. landscape, the the actual like vistas and the landscapes look really good though. So it's still got that going for it. It does feel like a big, huge Scandinavian like dream world kind of, and there's dragons. I, I what was it? I bought a I bought Oblivion from like a closing blockbuster for like five dollars, and I ended up giving it away because I hated it so much. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, I could not get into those games. And, uh, I, you know, I thought about Skyrim also. And just what I read of it, it was too similar to Oblivion for me to... I was like, I, I'm just not going to get into it because it has the same problems that Oblivion does. But, I mean, yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff you can just, do. I mean, you can fuck around. You you like to fuck around. so you, you Exactly. And, and I've become more... I'm starting to kind of get more into games with a lot of side quests. It's never been my jam before, but for whatever reason, I'm starting to enjoy that kind of gameplay, and that's all this game is. So Side quests, maybe... you say? I've heard of some yes. games with side quests. Well, you have a couple of them. Already. Yeah, I've always hated side quests. You could really. try. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've hated them, but I'm starting to like them. So um, I bought the ultimate side quest game, which is Skyrim's, but we'll, thought... see. we'll see how much I actually play it. It's just... I thought it was Xenoblade. I'm tricking, I'm tricking out my <laughs> PS4, and uh, maybe I'll get Maybe I'll play one of the Xenoblade games. I'll say, I say I thought they were. I thought they were the ultimate side quest game, or at least that's the one that I've played the most side quests of, because they are, they are there. I'm just going by the discourse of the internet that I've seen personally, but that's pretty much all I've done this week, video game wise. How does is that controller still working pretty well for? Uh, yeah. For Dunkin' yep. Tropical Freeze, I haven't had any trouble with it. We'll probably talk about that game on our next expansion pack, in some way. Donkey Don Kong Tropical Freeze. I'll save okay, it for that. Okay. Uh, there was actually one thing I forgot to mention. This is a really weird thing. For some reason, my 8-bit dough, whenever I turn on the Nintendo 64 app, it will just rumble constantly. Like when I when I pick any of the games on the 64 amp, it just rumbles like all the time. And it's just and I tried my other my Binbox controller, and it doesn't do it on that. It's only the 8-bit dough, and it just rumbles constantly ever since the newest update, like the wave race update and it won't do it. It won't do it in the menu with the games. You have to pick a game and, and that's any game, not just wave race. Cause I tried other ones and it'll just rumble constantly. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the annoying. controller showing reverence for the original rumble pack. I mean, I, I just, I end up just, well, I've been playing it on my 64 controller because that one, you know, that works better, but but sometimes I just want to throw it on with whatever game control I have on me, and it's just my my Ibido just doesn't work well anymore because now it just rumbles all the time. And I can do it and just be like, I'm really into it. It's constantly rumbling, did, but it's also really annoying. Mine did that too on 64 or just in general. Yeah, it, uh, it started vibrating a lot when you know when I first played my first whatever I can't remember which game I booted up first when the when it first dropped but yeah I was using the 8-bit controller and it was just vibrating and I was like what the fuck do I do and I had to go turn off vibration in the oh, settings to get to stop maybe maybe it's the older one because I actually I started using my older 8-bit dough again like the gray one and not the black one because I like the way I like the texture of the gray one better than the black one so I've been using that one again and yeah when I went back into the N64 app, it just started rumbling all the time. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know if the black one does it or not because I haven't used it in a couple weeks. 
Look on the uh, 8BitDo forums or whatever on their website or something. It surely must have something like that. And maybe people are having similar problems. I mean, I don't want to completely turn off the Rumble because I want the Rumble to work on other games. So, but it, but it's just like I've just I've just not used it. I've just used my 64 controller. But still, there it's annoying it. that I can't just jump into it. Like I, you know, instead of just grabbing the 64 controller and getting in there. Well, I made two big purchases this week. First one was I pre-ordered the Sega Genesis Mini Two. You did. Wow. You you jumped on yeah. that, uh, friend. Of, yeah, you and um, you and uh, John Wedgworth, uh, friend of the show. You were both. Uh, you were the Sega fans that I know. Yep. He, yeah, he he well, did it he did it too. He 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 put it down. Things, down payment. One is that well. I, one is that I put off getting the first one, and now of course it's out of print, and I think um, it's more expensive. Like a now. used one is going for like a hundred and twenty or so on, on eBay. Not outrageous, but still. Forty dollars more than the original asking price. They were they were selling but, it for nothing too. Like not that long after it released, like that first one. I know, and I should have picked it up. I think it was going for fifty. I think I thought it was like I forty. I, I thought it was like forty. Like they were selling it for dirt cheap off of uh, Amazon. I remember that. I mean, I ended up I bought mine from Japan for cheaper because it had because it had less controllers and it, you could get it with one instead of two and six button. So yeah, I don't know why I didn't grab it when it was that cheap. I should have. So one that was one reason was that I, I regretted not getting the first one. Second reason was that this was my Genesis that I had. I had the Genesis Model 2, so I just have more nostalgia for this model design than the original. So decided to pick it up. And total, it was one thirty because you have to pay $30 shipping from Japan on top of the $100 actual price. Uh, it's going to arrive on November 1st to November 10th. So that was another thing. I was just like, well, by then I'll forget that I spent that much money. It'll be like a gift from my past self. So yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's, it's, it's like when you buy tickets to a thing really early and then by the time you right. get to it, you don't have to worry about having money to get there because you already got the ticket. I got to worry right. about is having money to buy booze or food or whatever. Like that's what I would do for like Riot Fest or wrestling or whatever. You know, it's like buy it early. And then when it happens, it's like all I got to do is like maybe buy a shirt or some hot dogs or something, you know? Right. And it's 60 games, so it's basically like $2 a game. That's a good deal, right? Um, I won't go through the whole list, but a couple of my favorites that I that I uh, uh, pulled out of here. Or I don't know if I'd call my favorites, but things that I'm like most curious about or most made me want to want to get it. Uh, Clay Fighter. I, was, I liked Clay Fighter back then. I know the Super Nintendo version is superior, and it's not that great of a game to begin with, but it was novelty. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to give it a try. Uh, Crusader of Senti, which is already on the the 50 in one uh, game that I think we all have of the Genesis classics. Um, but I just been hearing more about it recently, and that's a Legend of Zelda, uh, basically game for for Genesis. So it's it's on the, it's on the Sega collection. I, I've never heard it of is. Crusaders of Senti. I've never heard of it before, and and I played most of the games on that Genesis collection. I thought I'm almost certain it's on there. Let's look it up. Is uh is Beyond Oasis on there? I mean, or was it on the first one? I don't think it's on there. No, it's not on here. Oh, okay. I would say I've never heard of Crusader of Senti, and I would have. Well, now I'm more excited to get it because I don't actually have it. I've never I've ne- never heard of the game. Have it in there. Yeah, it's a Zelda like, so it's it's supposedly very inspired by by. Uh, Link to the past. I mean, but as much as like uh, Beyond Oasis, I mean, Beyond Oasis is a Zelda like too. 
I don't know how it compares to that game. I just know that they call it a Zelda like. So I'm interested. I want to get uh, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf because I like the strike games. Those were cool, and I kind of wish those come back. Oh, the the, holo- the helicopter games. Yeah, yeah, I remember playing those on Super Nintendo. Yeah, they were always something Strike. There's a few of them. I think Jungle Strike was the one that I played the most. I rented it one time and had a good weekend with it. Earthworm Gem Two. We've already got that on the on the SNES online, but why not? You know, this was my play version the, that I played back then. Play on, the Genesis. Genesis. Version. Yeah, so I'll, I'll enjoy that. Herzog's Why, which uh, you don't you don't hear this too often, but this game is pretty much the the start of a whole genre with the real time strategy games. It's one of the very first. It's often credited as the first. Uh, so I want to give this a shot. I don't particularly like those kind of games, but pretty cool to 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 play one that's essentially the first one. And then the Outrun games. There's Outrun and Outrunners. Outrunners never tried that one before. It's a two player version of Outrun. Oh damn! Fun. I guess. Uh, well, I mean, you'll get to it later. There there was like a major one in here that I feel that I said before I would get if it was on here. But also, you know, any of the... I've never really played any of the OutRun sequels, and I really want to, because I really, really like the first one. Populous, a lot of people like that game. I don't quite understand what it is, but it's like a, a strategy or or sim game, and it's pretty uncommon on, on consoles, And but this one was pretty well-revered, so I want to give that a shot. I've got a Shinobi game, Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi. Of course, those games are great. Splatterhouse 2, Streets of Rage 3, Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, the new challengers, you know, the Street Fighter game. Of course, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, this one's called The Ooze, which um, looks really unique. I've, I've never heard of this one before, but you're just like a pile of ooze that slithers around and I don't know, does stuff. I guess ooze stuff. Does ooze like things? Looks unique. Revenge of Shinobi, Virtual Racing, Echo, The Tides of Time on Sega CD. I, I've never been a big Echo fan, but the the Sega CD version. I've heard it's pretty cool, so I want to give that a shot. Uh, Final Fight CD. There it is. That That's the one yep. that I said that I would buy it if it had on there. And I played it at John yep, Wedgworth's house, and it's really cool. It's basically, what if Final Fight had FMV cutscenes? That's basically what it is. <laughs> but it, but it, but oh, it I mean, is FMV? It, yeah, well, I mean, no, not, I mean, not like with live actors, but it has like, but it has like Anime. animated cutscenes with the characters and their and their voice acted and all that. It's like, did you ever want to know what Hagar sounded like? Well, here you go. This is what he sounds like. <laughs> He's talking for, I don't know why, but it's in here. And not to mention, you know, the songs in there, uh, Yuso Koshiro worked on it and did, and it's like some of the, the it's obviously the best music of any of the final fight. Um, in any of the ports, like for all the different systems, like this is the best version to play and probably in the best looking, um, you know, console port of uh, final fight at the time. So, it's worth checking out for that, and it's and the and the cutscenes are pretty hilarious because it's it's just kind of like why are they why are they in here I don't know but they're funny <laughs> you know Mansion of Hidden Souls which looks like kind of a, a seventh guest or mist style game so I'm I'm into that uh, Night Striker looks really cool it's a I just like the visuals of it it's got really like you know dark visuals with like some bright purples and and uh, it just looks like a like cool pixel art uh it's a it's a, a, a driving slash shooting game it kind of it, it kind of well it it kind of reminds me a little bit of um what's the uh fuck what's what's the one um the space game where you shoot stuff 
Where, where you're the guy. Oh, this is this is the game that I beat last time I was at um that last time I was at Galloping Ghost. It and looks I, a lot like uh, uh, uh looks a lot like uh, Afterburner. Yeah, that's not, yep. the, that's not the one I was thinking of. Well, the, I, I knew I had heard the name, and maybe I heard it. Maybe it was from you. Yeah, from you sending us uh, pictures of beating it and all that. But it reminds me. You know what I'm talking about? The other one, um, the the Sega game where you're the guy and you float around and you fight the heads and stuff. Oh, it's yeah, three yeah. D World Runner. No, it's called Space Something. Space Harrier. It's Harrier. Harrier. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of Space Harrier. Just because of the way the way you move and the and the way the, the scaling and all that, and also kind of like the bullets sort of look like the uh, like the space harrier bullets. Then there's Night Trap, Sewer Shark, uh, you know, two sewer FMB shark. games. <laughs> I remember Sewer Shark. I mean, that I mean that was kind of the puppets, kind of notorious for having uh you know for like real shitty video, shitting FMV video. I would totally, I would I totally play it. I, want... I never played Sewer Sharks, but I heard people talk about it. I played Sewer Shark because uh, my friend had it, and I would go to his house and play his Sega CD, and I just thought it was like the coolest thing. I remember showing my dad because we brought his Sega CD over to my house one time. It's like, Dad, this is a video game. Like, this is amazing. It looks just like a movie. So that was my first experience with FMV. It was probably Sewer Sharks. <laughs> Sewer Shark. Uh, you know, if I have one disappointment about this whole thing is that there's not more FMV games. There's only two. I think that's kind of lame, um, especially considering yeah, Sega you, CD yeah. was you, synonymous you wanna, with FMVs. Them all in there. I mean, it would never happen because of like the Sony Marvel thing or whatever, but I would love to see, of course, uh, the Spider-Man, the Sega CD Spider-Man game, which is that been cool. a main one that I would be the one of the main reasons I would want to get a Sega CD is just so I could play play that game again and I, and I did play it i did play it at john's house at john wedgeworth's house but it's just those cutscenes are amazing i mean you can watch them on youtube but it's not as fun if you're actually playing it and then the last one i had on here was sonic cd which i already have on the i think i have it on my ipad or something but it'd be cool to have it on on the genesis mini too i have I'm excited it, for it i have it on gamecube you actually bought it for me john i the, did uh Sonic uh, was it Sonic Gems Collection or whatever mm-hmm. it was, something like that. Yeah, that game is great because it has Sonic R on it, which is mm-hmm. uh, we've talked so many times about the Living ridiculous, the ridiculous soundtrack of Sonic R and just how funny it is where they're just running at each other. Also, it has a ton of like Game Gear games on it, but it was also the one that introduced me to Sega C- to uh, Sonic CD because that was first first and only time I played it was on that. So, so yeah, I look look forward to hearing more about that when I get it. In November, nice. I thought about getting it too, but I just, I, I just couldn't drop a hundred dollars on something right now. Something that, that's not audio related. I just decided to, to go for it because I was like, yeah, I, it's now two years later since that first one, and I still regret that. So I don't want to repeat that. And I probably will get that that first one at some point. Still, I'll shell out the whatever it is, one hundred and thirty dollars for another one. But the other big purchase that I made this week was I bought AirPod Pros. What order so those? I did that as these things. Those little bitty boys. Oh, the they're, bitty oh, they're boys. the oh, the, they're the little the things that little your dog could headphones. eat. Your dog, dog or yep. cats could possibly eat. Yep. Yeah, they're so little. I'm so scared of getting those because I feel like I'd lose them. I just, I just don't, I just don't want them. I. They're nice like though. These big oh. ones. So actually, like. As I just opened this, 
uh, I, I forgot when you open the case, it automatically will try to pair to whatever device is nearest to you. So it, I opened it and it tried to pair to the, the iPad that I'm broadcasting on right now. Mm. So forceful. It's cool because, you know, I've been traveling a lot and I had the old ones that just come that just came with the phone and they were starting to get all gunked up as they do. And I couldn't hear out of them anymore. You had AirPods that came with a phone? No, I, I had the, the the regular wired headphones. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, since, since when did they come with AirPods, anymore, right? But... <laughs> That's what I was confused about because it's been so long since they had a headphone jack. Yeah, and I was just yeah, talking right. about the regular wired headphones. Like years. Yeah, you know, the wired ones, I don't know how many pairs of those I've gone through, but every you know two years or so to buy another pair of those for 30 bucks and it just got old so i was like well this time i'll i'll buy myself something nice so i got these and i'm really enjoying them there's a couple first of all it was on sale for the normal price is 250 it was on sale for 180 so that definitely helps that's just um, so much money for this for those little things i'm sure they do i think i'm sure they like you know feel you down low and all that way we listen to stuff <laughs> it, they're i think they're worth it a couple of cool things that it does is like it does 3d spatial audio so like you can turn on a setting to where basically you can fake as if there's a speaker in the room that you're listening to and so like rather than thinking oh i have headphones on you can sort right. of feel like oh, i'm listening to i'm listening to music that's coming from somewhere in the room so so it's rather than rather than just like hearing it just regular in your hear, you could make it sound softer and that it's farther away. No, it's just that you can like walk around the room and like the, the sound is coming from a certain point and, and it tracks. Like when you turn your head, it'll feel like it's still coming from that certain direction. So it'll, so it give, gives you the trip. illusion of watching TV without headphones on. It just gives but you with the headphones illusion on. that, <laughs> basically I, I i think the point is like to make you forget that you have headphones on yeah and it it, it succeeds to a large degree in that because first of all the, the fit is really nice you know it, it doesn't feel like i've worn some of these things where it feels like oh this little thing is stuffed in my ear and whatever um they feel light and you know it, it feels inobtrusive but then to add to that you got the th option of the spatial 3d audio to be like oh i'm not wearing headphones at all i'm just playing music off my stereo it's a neat trick um there's this is even cooler though there's noise cancellation which it feels like you're you, you can you can you can use it when you're playing music or your podcast or whatever but you can just use it for noise canceling period mm -hmm. And it's so strange because it feels like you're turning down the volume on the real world. You can turn it on and off just with the command on your phone or telling Siri to turn it on and off. And it's just like you're turning down the volume on the real world. It's absolutely surreal. It feels like a little bit of a magic trick. What, what, is so, it, what does it do? Just like play like white noise at you or something? No. So how it does it is that each of these has a microphone on them. And so rather than just playing sound into your ears, it's also listening for the, the audio of the real world. And it can recognize that, oh, that's the thing that he doesn't want to listen to. So I'll just mute that. It works. Like I, this morning I was, 
I had them in for like an hour or so. Then I went to go t- take a shower. I still had, had them in as I was in the bathroom. I turned the water on. I was like, I thought there's something wrong with my water pressure. Like, like it's not coming out as hard as it should. And then I forgot that I, I remembered that I had the, the noise canceling on. When I turned it off, I was like, oh, the water pressure is just fine. It's just, I had this noise canceling on and it's like actually working. You're like, I hate the sound of water. So you went into the settings and you're like, don't want to hear right. water. Make sure to turn water off. No water. It's like in a, you can turn off the wet sounds in a. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can, right? Gosh, yeah. whatever. Oh, chicory. Chicory. Chicory, yeah. I, I, well, I knew what you meant. I didn't remember the name, but I knew what you meant. But then maybe the coolest thing is that it actually will change automatically to whatever device you're you're using. Have you have you tried it on your switch yet? Only only Not do yet. only do it when you're in handheld mode. Is is my advice Not to yet, you? But... Because if you if you're not, it'll fuck up your controller. Like it'll have mad mad lag. I mean any any uh, any Bluetooth uh, any any Bluetooth headphones will fuck up your. It, it's cool if you're playing it handheld. You know, you can you can uh, Bluetooth it and it's nice and everything's smooth. But if you're not, if you have any other Bluetooth thing connected to it, it it lags. So it sucks. I'm enjoying them. It's my first uh, AirPods or wireless earbuds of any kind. I love my earbuds. I just buy like I found like a twenty something dollar pair I like on Amazon, but I've had to buy like three pairs of them. So you bought like five five below or something, right? Well, that was the first ones, but oh, yeah. yeah, the ones are really cheap. Uh, uh, I, I yeah. just I just use them for podcasts, so I only need one at a time. You use it and at the, work, the right? Pa- yeah, well, sometimes. And then the pass through audio, the ones I have don't do that, but these do, and it's it's actually really nice being able to hear uh, the ambient sounds of the room around you while you're right listening to music or whatever. Which it can also be really, like you were saying, it can be really disorienting sometimes because. You you recognize that you're hearing a recording of your of your own voice in your ears mm-hmm. in real time, and it's it's strange. Do you, you listen to us through your through your uh, Bluetooth? Well, I don't hear my own voice in the in my headphones. I just hear you two. Oh, okay, yeah. I well, the way I have it hooked up is through the recorder, so I always I hear myself and you, just so I know everything sounds good. So the other things that I did. Real quick was I played this game, My Divorce Story. Oh yeah, you played, you played the demo for that. Okay, I didn't the see demo the demo. That. I didn't Is see the word demo at first when I saw this, and I was really confused. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah there's a demo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, what? Uh, is it? Is it just? Can we just do, honey? Can we just like try a demo of divorce to see? See if we like it. Yeah, it's free. If we like it, we can like continue our progress for lack of. Yeah, it's take, take, it's not very take it into the real game. <laughs> it's 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 strange. It's like imagine a um, imagine a point and click adventure, but but it's on rails. The character moves automatically, and you have to. The objective is you have to like find evidence that your wife is cheating on you. Uh, but you're walking down the street automatically. You're walking. You're walking through the game left to right automatically, and the things that you're supposed to click on the evidence and all that it's just going by so quick. So you're just like randomly clicking on this scrolling game. And I just thought it was a strange concept for a game. And like, I don't know, usually I play games to, to escape reality. Like, why would I, why would I want to think about divorce and, you know, 
all that, but somebody made this, I guess, from their own experience and, and, you know, more power to them. Uh, I, I thought, don't think it was very good. Yeah. Hey, I was afraid when I saw it on there, I was afraid it might, it might bring back, uh, bad memories. Cause you, some memories. Yeah. Cause you, cause you, you know, you've been there. So, uh, I've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was like more fun. This, I'll, I'll say this. The game is more fun than that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, then experiencing better a than life. a real divorce. That should be right. the uh, the tagline yeah. for selling it. I th- I just thought it was funny. Like, what is it? Like, hobo story and like divorce story. Like, came out in the same week. And like, there's a game called Hobo Story or something where you like walk around and try to find food, and it's all like 3D. They they came out like right next to each one. other. It's like Hobo divorce. Story is a sequel to Divorce Story. Yeah, well, <laughs> Hobo Story Hobo Story didn't didn't have a demo, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have tried it. And then the last thing was I played Return to Dark Tower two times more this week. So we, we've been really enjoying it. And I guess it's going to be a regular thing for our family. And I love it. I think, this, I think that's cool. It's cool to have a, a board game that we all enjoy and can can uh, gather around. Like my brother-in-law likes it so much, he bought his own edition. So he's really into it. And he was playing the he was playing a single player today. He was telling me how much he's enjoying that he's, he's a board game guy like he goes to packs unplugged and all that stuff so i knew he was gonna like it but he, he really loves it so yeah that's it for me though cool well let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about news and stuff yeah yeah Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right, we're back from the break. So, releases for the week. Yars Recharged is out now. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yars, not Revenge, Recharged, nine ninety nine coming out. Um, Splatfest, the Splatfest is, is coming out this Saturday, and apparently you can get on there. Like, you can download the demo. Can, were you not able to? Were you not able to run okay, around in there? Yeah, it's Japan only. Oh, it's European yeah. only, I guess, or Japan and European, because yeah. uh, uh, not our friends, but people that I follow, Game Explain, they posted a video of them walking around in it. They said that it might be, it might not be available for all regions, though. But in the other, I mean, the other Splatoon let you, like, do the tutorial and all that before the actual event, so maybe they'll do it tomorrow or the next day. So... Yeah. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to play a little bit of it this Saturday. I don't know. really don't know if I'm going to be able to though, you know, cause I'll be out and doing stuff and all that. But I was hoping that maybe I could at least get an hour in or maybe 20 minutes or something like that. At least play like one game of, uh, of it, of Splatoon three. Uh, there there was like a new trailer that came up on it. It's basically showing you everything you already know if you ever played Splatoon ever before. But uh, it shows you like, hey, yes, this is you go up walls and you can go in the ink and you can move and you can do this. And here's all these things. It's like, OK, I already know that stuff. But that, but yeah, that's this Saturday. You can play that. Uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance is coming out for fifty nine ninety nine. Also, our most anticipated game of the year, uh, Pac-Man World Repack. It's coming out this week finally for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, we'll, we'll see how you say the, that in the year of all these Ninja Turtles games and gimmick. Come on. Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles three also, um, no, uh, it's it, basically Pac Man. I'm gonna see what the reviews are, and then not get it. That's what's gonna happen. Or I could buy it and just let it sit on my Switch like everything else that isn't Xenoblade Chronicles three. I could do that, or I could just play Xenoblade Chronicles three. You did say something in your notes that you did mention Trey earlier about um, Xeno, but I I have also been seeing discourse comparing it to oh yeah. I, oh, I missed that. Damn. Yeah, no, I've seen. Uh, not that I, I'm, I'm not on one side of. The, I've never played Elden Ring. I understand Elden Ring is probably the better game, maybe. But I just kind of like how all like it's starting. People are starting to pick fights now. They want to be like, well, you know what? Fuck Elden Ring. Xenoblade's better, and I'm starting to see that around a lot of places. Mostly, I'm seeing it, and I think about it's fun. the. Uh, about the landscapes and stuff, you know, basically the vistas. The well, and the, well, there's no there's there's no story in in Elden Ring, right? Really, it's all like lore aside from like they don't really like it's not like right, it's not like cutscene stuff like being like yeah, Joe is going here or whatever. It's like a lot of it's undertones, right? Like, and, and that's all the Souls game is is what I understood, right? That they there's, don't they don't really it's not narrative. It's not really narrative cinematic like a Xenoblade game would be. No, I guess not, but there is stuff that's that you're pushing forward in the story that's changing the environment even to some extent that that is the progress and the sort of the arc of the narrative that maybe is being created more environmentally, but there are literally cutscenes. There's literally a few different characters you could talk to that'll tell you about other characters and what their history is and shit like that and how they know each other and how they're related and all that. So you know, George R. R. Martin wrote a bunch of stuff for that game, so they put it in there. You know, there's definitely a story, but he, he wrote that uh, sentient table guy that we saw in uh, <laughs> in in uh, the uh, game of the year awards or whatever. The Jeff Keighley. Oh yeah, yeah. You're thinking Jeff of Keighley the bullshit. You're thinking of the sentient uh, big like clay pots, and those things are actually pretty cool. Yeah. They're like 
as goofy as that whole thing went down, like what they are in the game and what they represent, they are like one of the better types of creatures or whatever you call mobs in the game for that reason. I, I from my under, I, I, I thought that I, I mean, I, I'm not ruining anything for anybody, whatever, but basically what they are is they're, you know, they're like enchanted jars or, you know, necromancy has been employed in some form and they're full of dead bodies. They're full of the bodies of dead warriors and the, and that supposedly is going to imbue them with the power and the courage of the warriors that they have within them. So every time you kill one, it explodes and all this weird, like red and brownish goo goes all over the place. And it's chunky. I was under the impression that George R. R. Martin did not have as much involvement in it as people thought. I thought it was more from soft than him. I think a lot of the story beats like were his like run, at least run past him. And then he added his like flourish to especially relationships. That's what is really being talked about a lot in the podcast. I listened to the bonfire side chat. Like they, you can just, if you've read his books, which I haven't, but if you've watched game of Thrones, you can sort of <laughs> kind of see, <laughs> Well, yeah. they say they've read the books, and so I'm like taking their word for it. But I haven't read the books; I've just watched the show. But I hear the like, books. I hear the books are great. Uh, show not so much. The way that people interact with each other and kind of like what they find important, and I don't know, just the whole dynamic of how people interact with each other is very much like Game of Thrones. Very melodramatic and very like old worldy, and set. Like there's a lot of deceit and um, yeah, you you can't trust anybody to be telling the truth, even the people that are supposedly the good people. And, and sometimes dragons burn chairs for no reason. And there's a dragon that burns a chair at one point, I think, for no reason. And then Bran is the leader. Give it to Bran. He burnt the chair because he was pissed <laughs> about the chair. pissed about uh, what's her face being dead. Does anybody care about the new HBO series? I sure don't. No. Anyway, let's 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 talk about. Uh, I'm surprised that's even still happening. Like with with all how much everybody was burned by those last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. What is a vengeful guardian, John? Do you oh, know what this on? Vengeful guard. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it's a game that's uh, inspired by Ninja Gaiden, and it was made by a team that uh, previously made a well-regarded uh, homage to Contra Three. So. It looks cool, though. Oh, bla- um, oh Blazing Chrome! I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yep. that game. Yeah, it looked good. No, I'm, there's there's a little like GIF on here that it looks cool. We destroy the brain of this of this robot. Looks cool. Yeah, I don't know when this is coming, but uh, it's on my radar now. This looks. Cool. I was gonna say this reminds me of some other games, just because it's a cyber ninja, and then I go down and it's like, yeah, here you go. There's these games I was thinking of in this article: The Messenger, <laughs> Katana Zero, Cyber Shadow. Yeah. Which I gave up on Cyber Shadow. I, I shouldn't have. It, it was pretty fun. Oh, I thought it, it, I remember you kept saying you were stuck on a boss, and I didn't even make it to that boss you were stuck on. But I wanted, really I, hard, yeah. I wanted to get there and somehow beat it, but I did not even get that far. So you got farther than I did. But I'm always down for at least trying these games out. So I'll probably buy it. Um. Uh, yeah. Th- there was another. Um. There. There was a new Pokemon trailer which came out of like the Pokemon event and all that, which happened. Um. What I want to know is that new. Oh, I'm trying to figure out what the name of it is. Do you remember what the new Pokemon was that they showed, Jeremy? Psych Cyclodon or whatever it's called. I don't remember. A uh, Cyclazar, which is basically 
looks like all of the legendaries. So I want to know is is Cyclazar, is that what you actually get instead of the legendaries you can ride around on that thing? It's like a new uh, motorcycle type Pokemon that you can ride around on. That was that yeah. was shown. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, there's that. You can ride on it. It gets like a... It, it go, it's, we get it. Pokemon motorcycles. We get it. We get it. It can it can sprint over 70 miles per hour. And I saw a really funny comment on Twitter that was like, you know, the Nintendo Switch can never handle that speed. <laughs> and I was like, maybe. maybe. It's, it's, it's funny how much shade they throw to people. And actually, what's what's speaking of like internet discourse, so like, you know, all the people who are like hating on Pokemon Sword and Shield, now they're using, now they're saying that Pokemon Sword and Shield was actually good, and they're actually using that to throw hate at Violet and Scarlet and being like, no, wait. Right. Pokemon Sword and Shield looked beautiful, and it's way better than these other ones. So people are dumb is the moral of that story. But people who aren't dumb are the people who made AW Fight Forever, which got another trailer. It was actually playable at Gamescom, which I was uh, I wanted to watch some of the Gamescom stuff, and I was like, cool, I'll check out Gamescom. And then I turned it on, and I saw fucking Jeff Keighley's face again, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. I'm tired of this guy. So that's how I felt about Gamescom. And apparently, I didn't, I'm your E3 now, Trey. <laughs> and, appara- and apparently, I didn't miss anything because they didn't really announce anything. But they did. But they did have a. I, once again, I got an email from AEW Arcade, AEW Games Arcade from Twitch, being like, "Hey, uh, you want to watch the AEW guys at Gamescom?" And I'm like, "Wait, they're at fucking Gamescom now? What? You took? That's why you're not wrestling in Dynamite tonight. You're in fucking Germany." Uh, but uh, anyway, they they brought a demo of uh, AEW. And I watched the whole match of uh, Adam Cole versus um, Kenny Omega that they put, that I posted it on Slack and it's on the internet and all that. And it, it very much, it very much 100% looks like the wrestlers of yore from uh, Nintendo 64. And it makes me even the more excited. You have like the blinking, like a spirit meter and, you know, it turns into the special and you do the special by moving the analog stick, like just like you did on the original 64 games. And, and yeah. It looks modernized. It's it looks exciting. really yeah. smooth and- I, I think I noticed from this trailer, uh, from, from the last show to this one, just like some of the motion effects that they put on there look really good. Makes it look um, like a like a nice AAA quality game. Yeah, I'm really interested to play it because I mean, what I, one of the main reasons I really like AEW wrestling is they, you know, they did they did things a lot different than like wrestling federations previously did so some of their moves are like different so like so like when it was showing like adam one of adam cole's moves is done like while you're on the ground but sitting up and then he has to like run into you and like run over you so there's like extra special moves you can do that aren't just like grapples and then the special move and uh i don't know if you know uh kenny omega's finishing move is called one wing and angel from final fantasy 7 obviously he's a huge video game person but you can do a, they, he does like a super one wing and angel like off of the turnbuckle, which is really cool. Like in that video, and I'm like, yes. And Kenny Omega is back now. He came back last week, so that means that hopefully the game is done. I'm totally making a sign that says, "Where's the fucking release date for AEW Fight Forever?" I'm gonna make that sign. I'm gonna hold it up for three days and be like, "Hey, tell me, please." I feel like we're gonna know at the pay per view. I, I feel like it, and it's like a week away so we'll find out it would be great if 
it got announced sometime within those three days, and then you could put up a sign like on the last day that's like, "Thank you for responding to my sign." The kind of <laughs> what John did. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I think I think we're gonna see stuff about it at the pay per view. I think that's that's my opinion or my thought. But I but I actually did I did make a sign that said "New AEW Game When." So I, I might I'll either use that one or I'll uh, modify it and just say like when's the release date because that actually you know new a- AW when is kind of the same thing as that but we'll figure it out. Well, we did get a release date for a different game, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, is coming your favorite, November eighth. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm still watching this game. New, I'm new, indifferent, I guess. New trailer too, like new trailer with some new zones on there. They I, I watched the whole thing, some new zones little like rock yeah. dude that kind of looks like he's from another game but you know the more i see of the new zones you know, the more encouraged i am but uh yeah I'm, i don't know i mean it is kind of what you wait. were it is kind of coming going to what you were saying previously you know where you're saying like oh it should be you know it should be different zones that like reflect all of these older sonic games and there are going to be different parts that that aren't just that regular drab like you know, whatever grassland world. So, I mean, you are kind of making some of that into existence. I saw some memes like making fun of it because it's releasing like the same day as a new God of War or whatever, which I don't care about that, but it's just like, ha ha, you won't sell as much or whatever. Then there's return to monkey Island, which is releasing on September 12th. Oh shit. That's like, that's not that far away. It's a couple weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get this one. This looks beautiful. Uh, September 12th, by the way, is international talk like pirate day. Oh, really? So, so so you like just swear like crazy? Yep. Say yar and all that stuff. Say yar and, and that it, fucking shit. What's a, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. Yar. No, tis the sea. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> if you pre-order the game now, you get a free useless horse armor. I like that they specified that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they say useless horse armor? Yep, great. Make, isn't that making fun of? Uh, is that Oblivion or or Skyrim that had the useless horse armor? I think it was Oblivion. I, I think know. it's really Skyrim. It could be. Either. I think they're just making they're, fun of. They're both useless. DLC of a uh, pre-order content in general. So that's pretty funny. Uh, Nintendo, uh, the Wii U and 3DS are on their deathbed again. So. When so what is the actual so the official like deathbed is March of next year right that's what I thought but they're saying that something like that yep so like what is this end of August is this like they prepared for the 3ds and Wii U eShop closures with scheduled maintenance oh oh it's March. basically no it's not complete closure it's them saying that you couldn't add funds what's actually they said that you couldn't add funds back in May of this year and then right. they extended yeah. it but. Like I said before, yes, you can add funds. Just add your funds to your Switch, and if you have your if you have your profile connected, you just put money on your Switch, and it'll show up on your Wii U. That's how you buy games. So it's not that big of a deal. I, I thought it was like the nail in the coffin, but that's next year. That's March. So have enough time to make enough room for whatever game I want to put on there. Got a little bit of movie news. So Sega has announced. Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone movies. Now, personally, I think as much as I like Comic Zone, I think it, it suffers from the same thing as the Hitman movies, where it's like you made the Comic Zone game because you wanted to like represent another medium in video games. Like, cool, let's play a comic book in a video game. All right, 
there's not much more to it than that that can be translated back to a movie. It's just going to turn into a generic comic book movie. And so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I'm 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 just I'm so I'm just like so tired of of video game movie announcements. It's like, does anybody care about any of this shit? Like, who is the person that really like they haven't really. okay? there was like one Sega game, one Sonic movie, a couple of them that it made some money. That doesn't mean that you should throw every fucking thing that you have into a movie. Oh, but it's like I know they will. But it's so annoying. Like, I'm so tired of it. It's like make a good game. Just go make a good game. Like, stop trying to make a fucking movie. Nintendo's whole we're making a movie thing like everybody's got to keep up with Nintendo too to a certain extent like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're like we're hi- we're hiring Chris already Pratt doing too it. for Comic Zone yeah <laughs> he's gonna be the guy with the pencil what if the whole movie is just like uh, the Take on Me video That'd be pretty cool <laughs> yeah, you could like I mean that. I mean you could just watch the Take on Me video like that's yeah cooler but... or you could watch actually even better than that you could watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's I think it's part five where they do the version of the take on me where like the guy's the comic book writer and Freddie and Freddie becomes the uh, yeah becomes his comic creation and he like tears him apart and he turns into paper. It's really cool. Watch that. Like yeah. fuck the fuck the movie and the and the uh, music video. I think a Space Channel Five movie could be kind of cool. Like it could be kind of fun and and loose. You know, just like mostly yeah, the whole dancing. Sixties vibe mixed mixed with space <laughs> and all that. That could be that could be cool, but. Comic Zone. I'm, as much as I like the game, I'm, I'm not so enthusiastic about this prospect of a movie. I hope that Comic, uh, comic Zone should just like like a, like put like an IV in your arm or something, and they're just they're just gonna pull blood out of you while you're watching the movie, so you'll never actually make it to the end. You'll be dead before it ends. Yeah, like kind of like the game where you just lose life, like for even existing in the game, you just lose right. life for even going to see the movie. It's the idea of the Comic Zone movie. It will it will kill you. You'll be dead by the end. Every little thing. Oh, you stub your toe on the way to your theater? Yep. Is <laughs> the reason you get hurt in the for everything in the ga- uh, game because like if you take a comic out of its little plastic sleeve, it starts to drop in value. So you gotta like keep it in the plastic. I I, yeah. I I always thought it was the ink. I thought it was because you have to use ink to create the character, and the ink represents your life in the game. So, so like, when, your so when your so when your character moves, like you're using more ink to to draw the frames of the character. That was my mind canon on that. Maybe that's right. Maybe it isn't. But that's but that's what I thought, and that's why you lose life for just existing. Sony has announced a movie based on Gravity Rush, which is a game from ten years ago that I don't remember. Uh, it's it's a good game, but if it's it's, it's a Vita game, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I did. I played the original one on Vita. Actually, I did. Uh, Conan lent me his Vita. Uh, we had uh, I didn't have any money and I didn't pay electricity and we had the electricity was off in our apartment for like a week and I just played that game on Vita is, is what I did and somehow it held enough battery power for me to play it for like six days. It's a great game, but I don't see how it could translate into a good movie, especially not a live action movie. It's going to look hokey as fuck and look stupid because the idea of the game was based around like the motion control of the Vita. So like how how can you adapt that into a movie? Like the idea was Wasn't like, that one of the f- was you can rotate the world and you can change the gravity of where the character goes to. And that's, what's so cool about it. Wasn't that's that one cool of the few games movie. that used the, uh, the touch pad on the bottom, the back pad. I don't, I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember using that at all. I know it used it in the uncharted game on there or something. I mean, maybe it did a little bit. I just, it doesn't, I don't remember it. What, what I thought was cool is you use the motion. Like you would basically be like, 
you like tap a button and then you move it around and you try to like shift the way the character could land on a certain surface. And that was the idea is like you had this anti-gravity thing and you could land in different parts. Sounds like something they should make a movie about. No, <laughs> I'm saying it, it. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. It's like making a movie. Think- it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like the, it's like the fucking battleship movie. You know, That's it's, what like, I was gonna say. it's like a, a movie about saying a one. Oh, you missed, you know, like that's not a movie. <laughs> It's like Wave Race the movie. Let's make a movie about cool water effects. Okay? I mean, just... It's, we're going to get there eventually. Just just trust me. The Wave Race the movie, uh, 2025. Uh, expected in theaters. Before that, there's going to be a movie called Slumberland, which is based on the Little Nemo comics. Tangential That's okay. Video games, of course. Um, live action? Yeah, I think live action... I don't know, did you guys watch the trailer? Nope. No. I think but was, I am. I, I mean, right. Little Nemo predates Felix the Cat, right? Well, it wasn't right. animated. It's like but 1901 or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think I thought Little Nemo was like back in the 1800s when they started doing Little ne- Nemo comics. I might, I might be wrong, though. I yeah, turn of the century era, era. One thing about the trailer is that I wish they would have kept it in that era. They modernized it, so it's happening today. I think the cool thing about those comics and and the video game is that that sort of early 1900s flavor that could have been really unique. And then they changed the, the main character. The main character is not Nemo. It's a little girl, which, you know, seems to me like if you're going to base something on something, you know, try to stay as true to the sources as you can. And I don't know. We'll see what the reason was for, for changing that. It's not Nemo anymore. I, I don't, I guess I assume her, her name is Nemo in the movie. But her name is Mino. Switch it around probably. a little bit. Yeah, anyway, I mean my only my, my only affection for that whole series is just comes from that that Nintendo game. So, we'll see if it's any good. I'll watch it. And uh, what else? We talked about the Tree Treehouse Live coming up. We we talked about Splatoon oh. a little bit, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, the, there's gonna be Treehouse Live on Thursday tomorrow. Which when you're, you're listening to this, you will we'll probably already watched it. But uh, we're gonna hear about Splatoon three and Harvestella. Harvestella as well. They, what was it? The new the vegan substitute for cheese. Yeah, <laughs> Harvestella. What was your joke, Jeremy? That was my joke. Yeah. It was like it sounded like a vegan cheese substitute. I I'm excited about Harvestella. I think it looks really cool. I've said that a million times on here, but yeah, it could also be like a a uh, like a pagan like metal band. Harvestella. Yeah, Harvest and Harvest. We're should be the God, goddess of the harvest. Sure, I'm into it. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They're gonna do that. Um. There's, there's gonna, they're gonna put a, a whole bunch of weapons will be available to try in the Splatfest, which we talked about earlier. Um, I knew about the, you can get double gold points, which I haven't done yet, just because I'm waiting, because you, you can only preload a week before, so I'm waiting for a week before the launch of Splatoon three to do that. The same. So we got some game designers becoming influencers. Yeah, Sakurai boy. has a. You're better than that, Sakurai. Panel. And. Hideo Kojima has a new podcast. So who's next? So yeah. well, why is everybody gonna copy us? <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, yes, um, Sakurai is. Uh, he's like, well, now that I've done 
all of this, uh, you know, a lot of this um, Smash Brothers stuff. Now I'm going to start my own. Uh, now, now I'm going to YouTube for a while as my own but to, uh, video game design stuff. Right, but to uh, hopefully influence and or teach the next Sakurai, you know, that person who's going to create something that's as ubiquitous or whatever you want to call Smash. The the only game to like, as a concept, it sounds like something a little kid made up, but it's real. Yeah, all the, all the guys from every game are in there and they try to throw each other. He did it. It's great. <laughs> what is Hideo Ko- Kojima's uh, podcast? It's called Brain Structure. I know that, but it's the what first. Is it? uh, it's the first strand type podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I'll see. Another it says it has regular entertainment industry news, uh, and uh, yeah, it comes out September eighth. So he totally ripped off that. of us. We we do entertain. We do a uh, video game news all the time. We do. That was our idea. Hideo Kojima. Give us money. You know what? I I say we release at least one more episode before he releases his. Just to show him that we're like more of the times. We'll probably release a few. but I don't know when his is coming out. But ours will be better and have much more heart. And a lot more got item and whatever else. His will have more exposition. But is it, <laughs> but 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 does he have a Patreon only? Norman Reedus. Does he have a Patreon only monthly episode that wraps up all of the music from every episode of the month? No, he doesn't. We have that saying. Oh yeah, so this was a tragedy, uh, a vintage uh, Nintendo unboxing uh, ended horribly. Where uh, a guy had had some cards from the 1950s, some Nintendo cards. Um. And he uh, went to open them up, and they had fused together. Unfortunately, oh, he he, so he, he thought he was un- he thought he was unboxing a sixty four, and it turned out it was PlayStation. And he was like, "What? <laughs> Did this person pay a lot of money for this thing?" Oh, I imagine so. How much did yeah. he pay? Does it say millions of dollars? He had two packages, oh. so he decided just open one of them and see what was inside so he still has one sealed oh oh this is the guy who who runs uh before mario that blog that has all the cool pre-mario nintendo stuff damn too bad for him yep too bad all right um yeah so we're good right that's been our episode 335 which i didn't say that at the beginning which i normally do but i didn't this time that's our episode 335. Thanks everybody for listening. If you uh, if you like listening to us and you want to hear more of our stuff, go to patreon.com slash podcast. For a dollar, you can get bonus episodes or any above that. You get extra stuff like, like I said, like the monthly wrap-up of the, of the music that's on here and a great playlist and all that. You can listen to it. Plus, you can see videos of us of sometimes we do episodes where super, where uh, Mario take, has an appearance. <laughs> Mario 64 shows up at, at the end there. You can check that out. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on the internet. You can find Jeremy and I at jmacstack and at intent underscore domain. You can find me on twitch.tv for multiplayer Mondays and 
uh, random Fridays. <laughs> uh, Flashback Friday was the last thing I did. Not sure what I'm going to do this Friday, but check it out. Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Or you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Or uh, Nintendo Main Podcast.com. We have a lot of places. Just, just Google it. You'll find it there. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, if you haven't done it yet, any of the patrons go vote on the on the uh, X Pack episode. I think everybody's voted, but if you haven't, go do that so we can decide that. What are the options again? Well, the one that's in the lead, which is the one we'll probably do, is video game difficulties and the lost and the last boss syndrome. In second place is is the short, best short games for the busy player. And in third place is best video game game, best video game heroes and or villains. And in last place is vocal tracks. Nobody voted for that one. So that's where we're at. Anyway, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Bukowski. I'm John Nitter. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. Christmas dinner. Christmas.